This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's fight week, Wilder Fury here in Las Vegas. Someone who knows a thing or two about the heavyweight division, Mr. David Hay. How are you, sir? I'm really good. I'm leaking with anticipation for this extravaganza Saturday night. It's about as good as you could possibly want in a heavyweight fight. You know, you've got two mammoths just ready to go to war. First fight was... I was like nail biting stuff, edgy, edgy seat stuff at the Staples Center. This time around, they both know what they've got to deal with. They both know what the other one has. You know, Wilder knows this guy is a master boxer, and Wilder and uh, Fury knows Wilder. He's no hype man. He's uh, he's got that genuine power. He's tasted it. He's able to get up from it, but um, it's. You know, this is this is what boxing's all about. When I've, I've been inside there with the press room, everyone's got a different opinion. Everybody feels, oh, I think, think Fury's just a better boxer and he's not going to get tagged. Other people think Wilder's just going to tag him and it's going to be over. That's what you want in a in a heavyweight, a genuine heavyweight clash. You want the unknown, and that's definitely that's definitely what we got. What does Tyson Fury have to do, in your opinion, to win this fight? It's simple. He needs to get through. 12, he needs to he needs to win seven rounds and not get that knocked down in the other five. Or the, he needs, simple as that. Simple as that. He needs to win seven of the rounds on all three American judges' scorecards yeah. and not get knocked down. Sounds easy, isn't it? It's not that easy though. This guy punches so hard. Wilder is such a heavy hitter. In theory, in theory, when you see his style from a when you watch, I, I know if I watch if I watched his style in in a fight and I think. Nah, I could see that. It's quicker than people think it is. It, it's one. Of, it's like when we're watching prime Nassim Hamid, and you get all these other featherweights saying, "No, oh, just walk him down, blah." Nah, nah, don't work like that. Naz had the had the equalizer, and that's the same thing that uh, Wilder's got. He's got that freakish touch you, and it's over. It changes the whole dynamics of the fight. You could be losing seven rounds in a row, and just go one shot. It's over. Not what a Hail Mary shot. No, he's waiting for that one shot. He knows what he's trying to do. It's not just fluke throwing random shots. You don't have a, a run of as many knockouts as he's had 41 knockouts if you, if you don't know what you're doing. He knows what he's doing, and other people don't realize he knows what he's doing. That's what I think his power is. His power is having a style which everyone thinks is kind of all over the place and, and, and uh, ungainly, and he's kind of lucky shots. He just throws big shots. No, it's all strategic. All of the knockout punches he lands, he practices these shots. These are world-class punches. They're not thrown from the typical world-class hand positioning. His hands are not up here. He's not neat and tidy. His hands, are, he throws his right hand from his hip. But if it lands, it knocks you out. You know, I'm, I keep saying to people, Michael Johnson, when he used to run, Leaning back, everyone said he's got a terrible running style. Oh, he's Olympic champion, world record holder, Olympic champion. So what? As long as you're winning, who cares how you do it? You know, who cares that your style isn't that attractive to look at? You know, compared to a slick boxer. You know, he's not Sugar Ray Robinson. You know, he's not Pernell Whitaker with his little slick movements. But it's effective. He doesn't need to do it. You know, Pernell Whitaker rarely knocked people out of one shot. You know, you need that. You need to have. You need to have balls to have a style that he's got. And likewise. Tyson Fury, I've never seen someone clown Wilder like he did. He put his hands behind his back, was smiling at him, was riding his shots. I've never seen someone on the ropes riding left hooks from Deontay Wilder. I've never seen anyone do that before. Do you know how brave you've got to be to go on the ropes and clown Wilder? I'm like, what? This guy's nuts. But oh, you have to be a certain type of mind frame to do that type of stuff. And these guys are willing to do it with each other. It's just such a... 
It's such an intriguing fight. And, you know, Tyson Fury has made a career and made a habit out of proving everyone wrong. You know, I, I didn't believe he had a shot in hell against uh, Vladimir Klitschko. I just thought, if it goes to points in Germany, you know, Vlad's going to win, obviously. He's Vladimir Klitschko, and he's got to hold him, jab him, tie him up. He'll win it. He found a way to beat Klitschko, a good, solid Klitschko. He didn't get knocked down in that fight. Can he do the same thing with Wilder? Can he bamboozle Wilder again? Because first time I thought he did. First time, although he got knocked down a couple of times, I still I feel thought he did enough to win the fight. Can he do it a second time? Can he go to that same bank and rob it twice? I don't know. The security beefed up. Is, the, is Wilder going to be more cute with his movements? Is he going to be as reckless early? Or is he going to come out like a lunatic again and just try and blast him out? I don't know. That's why I love this fight. That's what I like. Do you believe that we'll see a situation where Fury's going to have to pick himself up off the canvas in this fight? Yes. I'm pretty sure of that. I'm, I'm pretty sure at some stage he's going to be on the canvas. He was on the canvas twice last time. Hurt badly both times. But you would never have thought that after seeing how he got up and rallied back from both his knockdowns. It showed he's got a massive heart. It shows that, you know, in the, in the, in the ticket department, he, he's, he's ticked all the boxes. The same way Wilder ticked boxes when he got hurt badly by Luis Ortiz in their first fight. You know, he got rocked, he got hurt. He, he dusted himself off and he went back and he went back firing all cylinders and he got him out of there. It's all about who can, can, can control it, who can control the elements of the fight on the night. And um, both fighters have proven they're good enough to do it. You know, Wilder, I feel, needs to prove a little more this time. I think Fury proved last time he was the superior long-range boxer. Maybe Wilder's looking at this fight and thinking, in actual fact, I can box, so why didn't I box long-range? Why wasn't I using my jab? Why was I only loading up? So you might see some more boxing skills from Wilder. You might see Tyson Fury taking the fight to, to um, Tyson Fury taking a fight to Wilder because he said that's what he's going to do in the, in the build-up. And he's one of those guys who might just be crazy enough to pull off a crazy, uh, crazy move like that. The same way Evander Holyfield took the fight to Mike Tyson. Everyone said, oh, he's going to run away from uh, Tyson. He's going to try and outbox him. No, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Tyson and Tyson didn't know how to deal with it. He beat Tyson at his own game, stood there, punch for punch, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, blow for blow. Maybe Tyson Fury is going to do what uh, Mike Tyson did to, uh, you know, he, you never know. You just never, you never know what's going to happen. But it's, I'm, I, I can't see a world where Tyson Fury can get through 12 rounds without getting nailed on the button again. And Wilder, I just think, knows how poorly he performed first time in comparison to how good he could be. And he'll pull his socks up that much more and he's regrouped. Whereas Tyson Fury hasn't, is regrouped in a different way. He's regrouped with a new team, a new mastermind behind it. He's got a new voice in a corner. He had a big cut in his last fight over his eye against Otto Wallin, the, the two big lacerations over his right eye. And they may open up again. If they do, that's devastation. That, that, you need two eyes to beat um, Deontay Wilder. If one of those cuts open up and he gets blood in, the, in, in his eye, he misses everything coming from this angle. And with Wilder, you need to be able to see it, particularly if you're using your reflexes and timing like Tyson Fury does, slipping on the ropes like, he, like he's amazing at doing. You can only do that with two eyes, really. So I, I just can't, I can't, you know, I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to see a slugfest from the, from the first round. I think it's going to be master boxing, early doors, and someone, someone's, I think Wilder's going to de detonate on, on the chin at some stage. And then we're going to see whether, uh, 
whether Wilder can finish it or whether Tyson Fury is going to switch onto that master boxing vibe he does where you just can't hit him. And he start, every round he gets knocked down, he comes back and wins that round. It's, it's insane. So I, it's in, if I'm a betting man, I bet on Wilder by knockout. Um, but it's, you know, I can see how Tyson Fury can outbox uh, Wilder for majority parts of the, of the fight. But it just takes that one equaliser and it's, it's all over. So I've got to go with the, the punch power. You know, I'm a big punch power guy and you know, nine times out of ten, it always got me out of trouble. So you can't, you can't, you can't bet against that punch power. Just finally, David, because we are actually pushed for a little bit of time here. But Tyson, like a 20 minute answer. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Tyson Fury says he's going to knock Wilder out in two rounds. Mind games or does he believe that? Do the team believe that? Is there any part of that game plan that could be implemented to go early and, and try and take Wilder up? Anything is possible. Anything is possible in his heavyweight division. And I've seen, I've seen crazy things happen in the past. You know, um, you know I never thought Lennox Lewis would knock out um, Andrew Glotter in, in one round. You know, when watching uh, Andrew Glotter go 12 rounds you know, with Riddick Bow prior to that fight, you know, he was, he was a rough, tough, big Polish champion. And he went out there and just blitzed him. Sometimes, you know, it can be done. Sometimes you can beat someone who's shown how tough and durable they are. You can get them out there in one round. It can be done. And I remember David Tua knocking out and um, John Ruiz in like 20 seconds. Or so you can knock people out quickly, no matter how good that person then goes on to be. You know, Lennox Lewis himself got knocked out by Hassim Ruckman and um, Oliver McCall. It happens from time to time. So, yes. Tyson Fury has the capabilities to knock out Wilder early if the opportunity arises. Will it happen? I don't know. He hasn't shown anything to me in his previous fights to say he's going to go out and knock him out. But if he does, I'd be surprised. But if anyone's getting knocked out early, I can, I can only see it being done by Deontay Wilder. You know, 40, 41 knockouts or whatever he's had, it's, it's that, that doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't happen by selecting your opponents. It happens because you're a freakishly hard puncher freakishly hard puncher and I felt it in close even before he was the real champion man he is now even when he was younger you know from 2011 to 2013 you know I used to spy him and back then he had that thing I think he's even heavier now he's a heavier puncher now than he was back then and back then he was the heaviest puncher I'd ever hit, been hit by and that was just inspiring so I know he's got I know he's got the minerals I know he's got the punch power I've never shared the ring with uh, uh, Tyson Fury to know what his punch power is like. It looks respectable. He's a big man. He's awkward. He's got a great jab. He's very hard to nail clean. Just, just look at his opponents swinging and missing constantly at him. So he's got that winnability factor. But it's just two, just two very. That's why. That's why I said I'm so excited for this fight. He's got this, you can make an argument for why both fighters can win, but everyone keeps putting and bringing a gun to my head and saying who's going to win. I have to say, if someone's got a gun to my head, I'm saying wild by knockout. That's that's what I got to say. But I could make a strong argument why. Tyson Fury could, you know, come back and, you know, do what he did the first time around, which he didn't get fairly rewarded for. David, listen, thank you very has much for your time. Has this, has this coffee I've just had worked, do you think? Do you think the coffee, the caffeine kick that I've just had right before this interview's had an effect on the speed? Quite possibly, or this just could be just you in normal life. No, no, it's definitely, definitely the coffee, for sure. All right. Uh, David, listen, thank you very much for your time, and uh, we look forward to sort of what the weekend brings, and hopefully we'll grab a word of you after Saturday night. Let's do it. Looking forward to it.
Tori Morrison didn't land that hook, did he? No. He bounced it off, same right. thing with All I did was put my right hand up, protect against that left hook. That was his best punch. He had no other punch. So what's your what's your prediction? What's your prediction for it? The boxing skills will pay the bills? Or? I think I think boxing always pays the bills. He may want to go out there in the first couple of rounds. Who? Uh, Tyson Fury and and show him say. Yeah, try and mull him a little bit. But when that all fails, he's gonna go resort back to boxing. Something that he knows I, how to I, do. I can't, I can't see it happening for twelve rounds. I can't see Wilder not landing that same killer shot. Well, browsers can't see it if happen. If he's there in 12 rounds. I know, they, if you, you can't, yeah. I can't, you can't hit what you, you can't, can't catch. I think, I don't know. You don't know I, I, thought, I thought Wilder was getting conclusively outboxed by Lewis Ortiz. He was getting outboxed, he couldn't get to him. He just waited, he needed that one shot, that one angle. He Ortiz, 42 year old guy, and I, and I think we're still effective though. No, 42 is, is effective. He's effective for the first five rounds. Yeah. See when it goes into the latter part of the round? Not his game. game for an old man. I think it, I, I fancy Tyson to outbox him, and I think after six, seven rounds, I can see him stopping. That's how, that's how you know you've got a good fight when everyone's opinion is that's different. Everyone thinks there's two, two contrasting styles boxer versus puncher. I yeah, love it. It is, and you know, you mentioned about Naz. And, you know, for me, a good Naz was a good boxer in, in the latter stage of his became career, the puncher, yeah. He became the puncher, but he didn't train as well as he should. But Tyson is a consummate boxer. I mean, I thought those statistics yesterday were talking about he was the most yet. elusive. He's taken less punches as a heavyweight champion than anyone in heavyweight history. How do you, got, how do you see the new trainer fitting in? I, I, I've got to be honest with you. It's a new, you, I'm listening, you two guys are fighters, you know better than anybody. But you get to a certain, you know, he's 31 years of age. Is a new, you know, is a new trainer going to going to make a, a lot of difference to you. Two you months. Train, by yeah. then you train yourself. I know it's two months, but they get, you know, Tyson's, he's a, he's a, he's a sort of, comes to this fighting stock. <laughs> I think he's one of those guys who are going to ring, you know, he's going to fight without a trainer. That's yeah. the mentality. And I just don't think, when he appointed Ben Davis and everyone said, who's Ben Davis? Yeah. I've never heard of him. And no one had heard of him. Yeah. But Tyson was astute enough to pick the man that at the time was good for him. And as much to what he did in, in training, but more importantly, what he Mental did outside. Mental as well, yeah. yeah. And I think that he's, he knows, it's not like he doesn't know Sugar Hill, he's been with Sugar Hill, and Sugar Hill's, uh, they seem to have bonded now, and uh, I, I was with him the day before yesterday over the house, and he was in, he looks in great physical shape, mentally he's on the money. I just think it's the old adage, a good boxer will always be a big puncher, that's what I, and I've always been that Depends how big that puncher is. <laughs> depends Last time, he last time, I boxed him. I had him. I had him too. See what happens. What you do when you do that, you put yourself under pressure because you're saying the big puncher is going to going to win. Then you're waiting every you're waiting round. To throw yeah. that every shot round. And round yeah. to slip him by. Yeah. And I'll tell you the other thing. He is a big puncher. He's a massive concussive puncher. He got up twice. Yes. And going into that fight, he said yesterday. He said Tyson Fury. He's a he's a he's, he's, he's a boozer. He's taken cocaine. These are all the you know it's out there. Tyson's just said this yeah. in his book. He does it, but he didn't beat that guy. He didn't beat the guy that done all that yeah. in the last fight. That was a time he was going to yeah. beat him. Yeah, this yeah. time he's been he's been clean living. He's worked hard. So now he's got to go and see if he can what he can do any different. Now what can Wilder do any different? He did in the last fight. He ain't going to outbox him. He's got to catch him. And I think that Tyson 
will be more fitter. Hey, are, you, more... are you guys moving in on my Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> are Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Las Vegas with me. I've got former IBF World Heavyweight Champion Charles Martin. Charles, seeing you on stage at the press conference. You seem happy. Are you happy? Are you ready to rock and roll on Saturday night? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, man. Um, in good spirit. I got good energy around me. My team, you know, everybody's in good spirit. You know Gerald Washington quite well. You've sparred with him numerous rounds in the past. What are you expecting from Gerald uh, Saturday night? Um, again, Gerald, you know, he, he said he's coming to do business, you know, and, and it's, you know, it's a business trip for him. And, you know, I'm going to expect a, a good jab from him, you know, good, good movement. Um, and, and somebody that's, you know, coming to win because like, like, like we know, it's a title eliminator. So it's, it's a big thing. It's very important. You mentioned that it's a title eliminator for the IBF, the red belt, the belt that you once held. Does that give you more fire in your belly, more incentive to go out there and do a, basically put a statement against Washington? Absolutely, man. That's, that's what I'm here for. I, I was so excited when my manager gave me the call, you know, and um, told me not only am I fighting, but I'm fighting for the, the IBF eliminator. So it's just it's just such a big thing man just how, how it comes all back around full circle um with hard work and dedication it's no secret who holds ibf title it's an old four of yours anthony joshua is the rematch with anthony something that you're you're hungry for going into the future absolutely you know that that yeah yeah that's that's the fight that's the fight that i ultimately want you know i, I gotta the whole world bashes me still to this day about that fight so, you know, and, and where I'm from, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. You know what I mean? I didn't get to, I didn't get to get him back. So I'm working, I'm working for my chance to step back in the ring with him. What's going to be difference this time around? Is it going to be Manny Robles, the fact that maybe you're, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the difference this time around? If you do face Anthony Joshua, what's going to be the difference? Oh yeah, it's, it's you know my coaching, my 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 strength training. You know everything's gonna play a part this time around. You know I'm a, I'm a bigger, stronger, um, more just just well-rounded. You know all all around well-rounded fighter. I can I can adjust you know to different things, make the adjustments, um, and and just smash him. I can't wait to smash Joshua. UK or the stateside. In the UK or stateside? 
Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not going back there, man. It, it just too much. Too much things happened, you know, prior to the fight, man. It was. It was. It was like bad luck on me, you know. From even from getting a cold, like I even caught a cold out there before the fight. Like it's just, it was crazy. But it's all right. It's all right, man. I, it, I'm, I'm in the present, you know. I'm, it, it's a new me, new me, man. There's a reason why we're here in Las Vegas. I'm here for obviously to watch your fight, but there's another reason why I've flown all the way from the UK to Las Vegas. It's a huge heavyweight clash. Maybe future opponents of yourself, Wilder against uh, Tyson Fury. How do you see that fight going? Um, if he sticks to his boxing, then he could have a good night. Fury, he could have success if he sticks to his boxing. But if he tries to go in there doing something that he hasn't been doing his whole life, you know, trying to go forward and knock people out, he he might not be so lucky. You know what I mean? Because he's in there with a with a person that has a a big right hand, you know, and he's looking for that big shot, you know. So when you commit. You're susceptible to getting getting knocked out as well. So if he sticks to his boxing, it'll be great. But I'm edging it to, to Wilder because he just had, got a new um, trainer, you know, and it's only been 10 weeks, not enough time. Tyson Fury said second round knockout. Do you believe him? I guess not. He's bluffing. He's bluffing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it, George, before you go, I've got, yeah, yeah, I've got, we're here in Las Vegas. I've got money to burn in my pocket. Can you give me the round, the exact round of and a prediction from yourself, the exact round. You said Wilder's going to stop him. Can you give me the exact round so I can put $500 on it? Oh, man. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really know that one. I, I, I know he's bluffing, so, you know, he's going to – he just he plays mental games. You know, while, um, Fury's a, a, a good dude at playing the mental game. So um, we, don't, we don't really know what to expect from, from Fury and how he's going to come out, man. You never know with him. Before you go, go wrap this up, final question. What can the fans here in Las Vegas at MGM Grand, what can they expect from you on Saturday night? Um, win by knockout, man. I, I, I've worked hard. I've dreamed about it. I, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I've been, I've been having dreams about, about getting that belt back, man, you know. And, and, and he's in my way. You know, he's, he's in front of me, so I'm taking care of what's in front of me Saturday. Well, Charles, thanks for your time. Good luck Saturday night, and uh, hopefully catch up with you soon. Thanks very much, Charles. Thanks, Prince. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Las Vegas. With me, I've got Manny Robles. Manny, pleasure to meet you for the first time. How are you feeling? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Well, you've got one of your heavyweights on the card here, Charles Martin, up against Gerald Washington. They've sparred numerous rounds together. How's Charles been in camp and what are you expect inside tonight? Uh, it's been a good camp. We had, I must say we had a great camp and we're ready for battle come Saturday night. 
all going well. This is for the IBF Eliminator. Now, this is the red belt, the former belt that Charles mm -hmm. held. I mean, all going well. It could be a possibility. It becomes mandatory for the rematch by Anthony Joshua. You've been, you faced Anthony Joshua oh, twice before in the past. Amazing. Third time, third time's a charm, as they say. One, you've won one. You've lost one. You want to break yeah. that duck? Hey, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm one of uh, uh, AJ's biggest fans. I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've always looked up to AJ, man. I believe he's one of the best fighters in the world. You know, I've been following him since 2011 at the World Championships in Baku, Azerbaijan, when he won the silver medal, which should have been a gold. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan, man, but it's business. You know, if we have to face him again, then so be it, you know. And I, and I, I got to tell you, I'm going to prepare my fighter to, 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 to go out there and try to pull the upset. I know you're not looking past Gerald Washington, but all going well when you do manage to get that Joshua fight again. How do you game plan with somebody? Because he's totally different than Andy Ruiz, Charles Martin, and, and stuff like that. So how would you game plan going into face Anthony Joshua a third time, being that he obviously switched up his tactics the second fight round against Andy? Well, they faced each other in the past, as you know, when Anthony Joshua won his first world title was versus uh, uh, Charles Martin. I wasn't working with him at the time. But I, I want to say, I want to believe that, that Charles Martin is a better fighter now. He's a more complete fighter now, not only physically but mentally as well he's he's in another place so obviously if we were to get the opportunity versus anthony joshua you would definitely see a, a more mature fighter up on stage at the press conference charles martin said that he's going to knock gerald washington down in the fourth round is that the game plan is that what you've been planning going uh, no i mean you know fighters say what they want to say but at the end of the day they got to go up in the ring and perform uh, we've been prepared to go the distance if we if we have to you know, that's what we prepare for. We don't prepare. You never prepare for a knockout. You always go out there and, you know, have a good camp. And then we prepare to go 12 rounds if, if need be. And if the knockout comes, then so be it. I've got to ask, obviously, Andy Ruiz, he's, he's decided to go a separate direction from yourself. What was your initial reaction when he gave you that phone call to say to you after the Joshua fight that he was about to go somewhere else? I never got a phone call from uh, an, uh, from Andy Reese to begin with. He never talked to me. It was the, the father that approached me, the father that called me and came to the gym to talk to me about the separation. But I I haven't heard from Andy since the fight in, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Were you disappointed in Andy's approach to that fight? I mean, people are saying that he didn't train hard and stuff like that and he, he never took it serious. As a coach, were you dis disappointed, obviously, with that? Obviously, I was very disappointed in, but you never lose faith. Me as, a, as, a, as an individual, as a person, as a coach, I, 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 try to, I try to hang in there as much as I could and, and not lose faith in my fighter and, and hoping that he would wake up one day and just realize the importance and the, uh, uh, the, the responsibility that he had, not only for himself and his family, but obviously for all of the fans and the people in boxing. Why do you think Andy didn't take it serious? Do you think that he... He thought after the first fight, he's like, I've got, I've got Joshua's number. It's easy for me. I've, I've, I've dropped him four times. That's not it at all. Got to understand, man. He's a ghetto boy. He's a ghetto kid that never had anything in life. You know, and all, all of a sudden you wake up and you're, you're the champion of the world and you got millions of dollars in the bank and, and, and get re being ready to make more money and more millions at that, I mean, it's just overwhelming. I could, I could see it was, the situation became so overwhelming for him. He made a lot of new friends. And, uh, you know, that weren't around when, when you know, he had nothing. And uh, unfortunately, you know, people change with money, you know, money and fame. And be, money changes some people. You know, I can't say all, but it definitely does. And it changed him. And unfortunately, it changed him for the worse. I think it was Marlon Hagler that said, 
don't buy silk pajamas when you're, you're, you're still fine because it changes you, you know? Yeah. It's hard to wake up on, uh, uh, wake up in the morning and then the silk sheets and then get up in the morning and have to go run and go to work when you wake up that way and then knowing that you have all of that, uh, you know, money and whatever in the bank. I mean, but like I said, I mean, it was, it was much, much greater than that. And I try to, I try to convince him and to tell him, hey, look, you have a huge responsibility. If money is what, what drives you, then go out there and make more. And let's go beat this guy again. But like I said, I, I, I did everything I could on my end, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. Final question on Andy. I think it's said uh, there's some rumors going about that he might fight Luis Ortiz sometime at this half of the year. What's your thoughts on that fight? Great fight. Andy can win that fight, but he's just got to be ready. He's got to show up. I want to talk about the reason why I've flown all the way to Vegas. Wilder Fury. I mean, you know the heavyweights. You're in the game. You've trained two, two of them that I know of, Andy Ruiz and Charles Martin. What's your thoughts on Wilder and Fury? Do you have a prediction on that fight? Uh, if, uh, if there's a knockout, it'll be Deontay winning my knockout. And if it goes to a decision, then I can see Fury winning by decision. Either one or the other. Knockout, uh, Wilder, decision, Fury. You don't believe Fury when he says second round knockout then? I don't believe that. No. I'm not going to buy that, no. Final question. Charles Martin, what can we expect from him on Saturday night? He's coming an event on pay-per-view, ESPN Plus and Fox. What can we expect from Charles Martin this Saturday night? Uh, well, you'll see a, a, a good fight. You know, I'm, I'm, obviously we we're, we're facing Gerald Washington. Gerald's a great fighter. Uh, I believe that uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, we're going to go ahead and entertain the crowd. And you know, at the end of the night, may the best man win. But we, we just got to go out there and uh, make sure that uh, he executes the game plan and he's able to perform to the best of his ability. Manny, thanks for your time. Pleasure to meet you for the first time. And uh, good luck Saturday night. Hopefully, I catch up with you soon. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up? Raheem on my side of the pond once in a while with Glenn McCrory, somebody who knows a little bit about heavyweight boxing. This is a hell of a matchup. Obviously, it's a rematch, and I don't think I've talked to you even about the first fight before we get started on the rematch. What did you make of the first fight, and who'd you have winning it? Well, the first fight, I went out there as a fan. That's, that's, how, that's how big a fight it was. I just went out just with my mates and, and watched the fight, and it, was, it lived up to everything. I knew it was going to be a good fight. Um, for me, Tyson Fury edged it on points when I had my scorecard. But you know, in hindsight, I think a draw was a draw was a good result because you know he was on the floor twice. He was on the floor very, very heavy the second time. You know, a lot of referees might have just waved that straight off. You know, he was lucky the referee counted. So I think it was very difficult to take the world title away from Deontay Wilder with that sort of performance. But um. You know, I think this is going to just, it's just going to take up where, where it left off. I just think they're going to get straight back at it. Tyson's promising. I think Tyson's going to be a bit more physical, put a bit, bit of weight on. I think he wants to, you know, he wants to kind of win the clinches and, and use his strength inside. But, um, you know, Wilder, as we know, can win in any round. You know, he's got the power to take, to take someone out in, right up to the end of the 12th. So it's going to be a great fight. Most uh, boxing analysts and fighters themselves will tell you that boxing is about skills paying the bills, having your technique down, being able to have the fundamental sound. And 
Deontay Wilder has contradicted all of those things by literally knocking out everybody he's faced, with the exception of Tyson Fury, who he's now rematching. Having seen this guy's career and what he's been able to do, does it change your opinion at all about how to approach boxing as as a whole? It's one of those fights where, you know, yesterday I was looking at Wilder and thinking, you know, if he's got the confidence, he knows he can hurt him. If he lands one of those big punches, it's going to be over. And then I've been watching, you know, some of the footage from Tyson in training, what they've been working on with Sugar Hill, trying to keep that left hand up, you know, because he, he, he throws the left and then drops his hand. So they've been working on that. So Tyson Fury is an enigma. You know, there's nothing like Tyson Fury. He, he thinks outside the box. So you never know quite what you're going to get. You know, I don't think he quite knows what he's going to get. But the one thing about it is, you know, he can fight. And he's, he's such a big man, but he's also very athletical. What did we learn about Anthony Joshua in this last year with the Ruiz, uh, having lost to Ruiz and reclaiming the titles? I think Anthony Joshua got found out a little bit, if I'm honest. I think... Um, the Ruiz losing the title to Ruiz was a disaster. He wasn't in the right place. Preparation wasn't right, you know, trained in Miami and that, you know, too many distractions. Um, but, you know, he did what he had to do in the in the return. For me, it didn't get the, I couldn't give it the credit that, that you know, maybe some people think he deserves because for me, he made, he made Anthony Ruiz look like Rocky Marciano. You know, he made him look like a really dangerous fighter, which, you know, he can punch, but he's, he's, you know, he's not the, the best out there. Um, and he wasn't in shape, you know. So I, I think um, I, beforehand I thought Joshua with his A game gets, gets him out of there in two, three or four rounds. And he didn't bring that. He didn't bring that A game. So, so I don't know. I think um, the jury's out a little bit on Joshua and his chin and, you know, where, where he goes in the future. I mean, I'd keep away from Deontay Wilder. <laughs> and lastly, Glenn. Hopefully, we will have an undisputed heavyweight champion sometime here very soon. When and if we do, who do you think that guy is going to be? I think the winner of this fight. <laughs> the winner of this fight is going to be number one, number one heavyweight in the world. Radio Raw here with Glenn McCrory. So glad to have you on my side of a pond. A friend and an honor to talk to you always. Radio Raw here with Glenn McCrory. fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I am joined now with the one and only Deontay Wilder. Deontay, it's great to see you. I know we're in a rush, and I appreciate your time, as always. I, re I really want to get your reaction to the Nevada State Athletic Commission basically banning your face off with Tyson Fury. Do you feel that it's necessary? First of all, did you get shorter? I got taller. You feel, I feel like I'm tiring over you a little no, bit. You, know you ain't got heels on. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what it I know, is. I know. Yes, but um, to answer your question, you know, um, I don't, I don't have no problem with it at all. I, under, I understand. You know, when I, when I'm in certain situations, I, uh, I'm an optimistic person. So I look on the bright side of the things, and I look at the situation. They look at the first one, you know, and uh, for as the, uh, the press conference that we had yesterday, because we were so cordial, we was you know, nice to each other, whatever, to the build-up uh, for the fight. And now that it's the final countdown or whatever, you know, I could, I could take 
I can look at that point of view because of what happened yesterday. They look at two giants, you know, two 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 king mindsets of a guy, and it's gonna take a lot of security to get both of us. If something really breaks out, especially with me, because I'm a type of person that can go from zero to 100, you know, just like that. And when I want you, I'm gonna get you no matter who many, how, how many people around. So I think this is a, a big deal. It's a lot of, lot of things invested in this fight. There's a lot of people that's gonna be here looking forward. There's a lot of flights, a lot of tickets have been sold. It's just gonna be an amazing fight. And I just look at it as they just don't want it, nothing to jeopardize this fight. And with that being said, I'm, I'm fine with the decision. Okay. The WBC mandatory Dillian White has had a lot to say this past week. Mm -hmm. He even went as far as mentioning your lady in several of his of his tweets or posts on Instagram. Would you like to say anything to him? Uh, it's nothing to say. The only thing to say, because he don't, I mean, he can't say nothing about no lady. He don't have a lady. Mm -hmm. You don't have, have no ladies, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, one thing about Dillian White, where your beast sample at? That's all we want to know, what a B sample at, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's just a type of guy that he wants to show, he wants people to have sympathy, to show some type of remorse for him and the, the foolishness, the stupid stuff that he's doing. He talk about how he's been sitting around for so many different times or whatever, waiting on the opportunity, but he had many opportunities. But, you know, as long as the people play in it and his fans or whatever he have, you know, play into showing him sympathy. See, he tried to, he, he uses that. So he know he's not gonna fight the best of the best, you know? So he uses that as a mechanism of, for people to feel sorry. So when he do fight lower opposition, that they feed into it. So they praise him like, oh, well, this guy didn't want to fight him. So, you know, he had no choice, you know, because he know the real reason. You know, he's a quiet mouse when he come over in this country, but he's full of, 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 of voices when he's in his own safe haven or whatever. And we don't have time for that, you know what I mean? My life is amazing. My career is amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm the heavyweight champion of the world. He, he's trying to get where I am right now, you know. So um, may God be with him. And um, he can keep all the lies or whatever he's saying. I don't keep up with the stuff, you know. Thank you. for, But I can tell him thank you for continuing to support me and um, promote me and keep, and, and keep me relevant. You know, when they talk about women or whatever, I ain't worrying about none of it, nothing he's talking about. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you as always, and I wish you nothing but the best on February the 22nd. Thank you so much. Love, yeah. peace, and God bless. <laughs> thank you. Bye, Fight Fans. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here, and also hit the bell button so that you can get alerts every time we upload a new video.